The next conversation that we're about to have, this is a, it's, it's, it's a very sad situation. So an inquest into Credoc 4 is reopened. You've got Matthew Goniwe, Sparum Konto, Fort Tralata, Sitrelo Mashauli. They were abducted, killed in 1985, while on their way home to Credoc in the Eastern Cape. And while they have no, they have been actually, what, two inquests? And into those inquests of, uh, you know, their deaths, nothing has come out of it. And both uh, the processes have failed to identify their killers. 39 years on, no one has an answer to say what actually transpired, what happened. To join us online, uh, I've got Lunya, um, Lucano Tralata, uh, journalist and son to Fort Tralata, just to have to find out have they finally found justice or do they anticipate to find any justice will any justice be served at any given point but uh, let's introduce our guests and let's find out Lucanio, good morning and welcome to jet set breakfast ma'am good morning uh thank you so very much for having us this must be so so depressing to 39 years on and no proper answer has come out of uh, this particular case, which is, uh, you know, the credit for uh, being reopened. What, what is your response as, as family to the reopening of the inquest? Ma'am, uh, well, as the families, we are, you know, grateful. We are welcoming. We are ecstatic, actually, uh, you know, that this matter has now gotten to the point where the inquest has been reopened. I think as the families, uh, as you know, in the statement that we issued shortly after uh, Minister Ronald Lamula announced uh, the reopening on Friday, we did say, though, that we would have preferred a prosecution um, as we had, you know, trying to, to, to uh, insist and demand from the NPA uh, but unfortunately, when you know all of the when the last suspect died last year, we've kind of had to accept the second uh, prize, the consolation prize in our eyes, which is obviously the reopening of the inquest, which is where we are now. Uh, and we believe that this is an opportunity that will at least help us uh, to get to the truth. Because obviously a, a prosecution has now been denied uh, us, uh, but at least we have an opportunity at getting at the truth. And you, you really have been relentless in your you know, quest for justice. And how, you, how would you describe the journey? to us as a country because 39 years is, is a long time and mm. I would also feel the same. It's a, it's a different thing when you know what actually transpired so that you can close you know, the chapter, but when you don't know and it's just hanging, it's a different yeah. story. Yeah. No, you like, you know, you've just, you know, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's always been for us uh, that search uh, because there's a hole. It's almost like imagine having a hole in your soul. And you need to be able to close this hole for you to be able to move on and do other things. Ma'am, when, when my father was killed, I was three years old. 
So my whole life, my whole life, I have had this this hole in my soul that 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 just won't be closed by anything. So a prosecution maybe would have helped close the hole. But we that we will never know because that opportunity was denied us by both the apartheid era governments and uh, the ANC government that has governed us for the last 30 years. So we won't ever know if a prosecution would have closed that hole. Now the only thing that's available to us is this inquest. And this inquest offers us an opportunity at truth. How much uh, that truth will be able to help us close the hole in the soul it remains to be seen. But we are hopeful, we are hopeful that this inquest uh, is going to help us in our journey towards closure and healing. Um, and Because the last, sure, you know, all of my life has been a really, really, really uh, difficult thing. And over the last 13, 15 years, when I have really, uh, uh, you know, been 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 pushing for this matter. Um, it, it's it's been really difficult. It, it's it's been really difficult. So we're happy to be where we are, but we understand that, you know, while we are celebrating today, when we wake up tomorrow morning, we must ensure that we help our lawyers and that we help the NPA to make sure that uh, this inquest is successful and that it, it gives us the, the, the truth that we so desperately need. You, you, you mentioned that, uh, is it the last suspect? Did you, ever, yes. did you ever get any insight or some form of an idea as to what could have transpired and who could have been involved? Because when there are suspects, clearly uh, someone must be able to say something that can raise an eyebrow. Well, you know, the suspects were denied amnesty uh, by the Amnesty Commission of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission uh, in 97 and 98. So they, uh, you know, they, 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 they spoke a little bit. But the reason why they were denied amnesty was that the TRC felt that they had lied. They had not disclosed the truth around who ordered the murders, why the murders were ordered, uh, and, and how these murders were actually then executed. So, you know, so that's, so that's one thing. The other, uh, which I consider to be more, uh, more malicious, I suppose, was uh, about two or three years ago, there was a statement that was issued by the FW de Klerk Foundation uh, in response to uh, the NPA saying that it was going to start prosecuting apartheid-era uh, murderers. The FW Declared Foundation then said, uh, or reminded the NPA, that actually there was a deal that was struck between, um, between uh, you know, apartheid generals and whatever, and some leaders... Uh, of the African National Congress, that there will be no prosecutions of TRC-related or, or apartheid-era killings. Okay. And we understand that that deal to have been, if we prosecute 
you know, the, the 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 white guys for the crimes that they committed against our community, uh, our our, our uh, against our humanity. Then then there were some black people uh, that would also have to be prosecuted for some of the crimes that they committed in. Uh, you, you know, against fighting against apartheid. And for me, I feel like those two things were very, very different. Very, very different. Because how you respond to an, an injustice, to a crime against your humanity, should never be uh, considered the same as 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 as, as apartheid, which was uh, a, a law, a series of laws that were designed to subjugate and dehumanize us as black people. Hmm. And what would you find peaceful? What does justice look like for you? What does justice look like for us now? <laughs> um, with you know, without this option of a of a prosecution, um, I think justice uh, is will have to include uh, the truth. Justice will have to uh, include naming each and every person that was involved in some shape or form in the conspiracy, in the planning, and in the execution, as well as in the cover-up of uh, the Craddock Four murders. I think his, those names must be brought forward, we must shine a light on them, and we must say that these are the people these are the people that decided to play God with the lives of Fort Khalata, Matthew Cornelius, Barom Konto, and, and Sitelum Shaoli, and to permanently remove them from society without actually caring about what that would would mean for their families. You know, because I you know, like I, I you we understand that family to the white community, Afrikaner community in particular, family is everything to them, you know, everything to them. But how could they hold their families so dear and do whatever that they wanted, you know, that, that they could do to protect the sanctity of their families while they could destroy our families as much as they, as they could? Because Fort was a father. Fort was a father to a three-year-old boy, to a nine-year-old little girl, and to uh, uh, you know a little baby that was that was still in in her mother's tummy when he was killed. Mm. So why desecrate his body? Why desecrate his family like that? In protection, or as you say, protecting your own family as as, as and protecting white families basically, because family is family. Whether it's a white family or whether it's a black family, whether it's a colored family, an Indian family, a Chinese family is family. We love our families exactly the same. Yeah. So why take my father away from me? So tell me something. As, as someone who, who, who's as an observer, so, yes. so many times, you know, the inquest is opened. It's closed. Was it ever closed? And then it's opened again. It must be emotionally traumatizing to just have this this situation being opened and closed and opened and closed. Because sometimes, you know, when somebody says we've closed it, you kind of like come to peace and say, okay, fine, let me move on. 
But then a few mm. years later, when somebody comes back and says, we've reopened, what has that been like for you as, as a family? It's been, it, look, it's been particularly tough, particularly uh, on the mothers, you know, uh, because they've had to. So we, like, I mean, we were children in, in, during the first inquest. Uh, we were all mostly teenagers during the second inquest. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, we were children, but our mothers were adults during the first inquest, during the second inquest as well. So, and, and you can imagine that this is just something that my wife and I were talking about as to how they had, the mothers had very little support. You know what I mean? So it, it, it was very, very tough. So what we need to then do differently this time around, I think as, as, as the children in support of our mothers, is to try as much as we can to facilitate uh, assistance. So since, uh, uh, since the last suspect died in the Credoc 4 murders, I can tell you, Bertha, that I have started receiving therapy, uh, you know, going to therapy to try and deal with, with, with all of these things. I am now a complete and utter advocate of that kind of, of psychosocial support. And I would like to appeal to maybe the justice ministry or to uh, uh, universities or people that can help us so that we can make uh, uh, you know, uh, therapy and counseling sessions available for uh, the mothers, for the families, and maybe at some point be able to even extend that to the community in Craddock. Um, you know, so uh, because we want to be able to do things slightly differently because we know the toll that the first two inquests took on our mothers. Mm. Well, Lucanio, I do hope that you do find closure. And thank you so much for sharing and chatting to us on Jet Set Breakfast. All the very best. Thank you, ma'am. It's a real honor for us uh, that you invited us. Thank you. Thank you so much. That, that's Lucanio Tralata, a journalist and son to Fort Tralata. So Matthew Gonyue, Sparum Konto, Fort Tralata and Sitrelom Tlauli. Uh, were abducted and killed way back in 1985 and their case has been opened and closed and opened and closed and um, it has been reopened again. And like he highlighted, it must be emotionally traumatizing when you have to go through the loss of someone over and over and over again without any closure. But let's hope they do find closure.